This episode of Beer and Bunch is sponsored by Big Decks. All the decks are big, hard, durable, and can satisfy all of your needs. Big Decks provide a safe, fun environment that are never too slippery when wet. Be the envy of everyone by sending a deck pic to all your friends and family to show off how big it is. Call 0800 Big Decks for a no obligation quote. Satisfaction guaranteed. Hi everyone, welcome to episode 17 of Beer and Bants. My name's Chris. My name's James. Uh, and yes, so this one, again, we're doing something slightly different, mainly on the requests of yourself, James. Yeah, yeah. So being summer, one thing that we do think we do drink quite a lot of during the summer period is cider. Yeah, and I think, you know, there are going to be a lot of hardcore beer fans out there who are going to be, well, why is there cider on this? Um, it is Beer and Bants, but we thought we'd just branch out a little bit. Um and I think a lot of people appreciate cider as well. well it's is... that kind of other side of it, um, you know. And I just thought it'd be a nice kind of change of pace, really. So actually, I think we picked four really different ciders as well. So it's not just apple cider for the sake of it and stuff yeah. like that. We, we have got a bit of a variety there. So. Well, this is where the thing, for me, I still classify cider under the beer category. Because okay. at the end of the day, you still get wasted. You can still end up like upside down in a bush and throwing up all over yourself. So, I mean, if that case, I mean, there's a lot of spirits that can go into that. <laughs> given my uni days, uh, you, see, you know, I think, but, I think it's also about strength. Yeah, okay, fair. How strong, yeah. you know? Again, that strength that takes it out of that classification. You can still end up in the same position, but you know, yeah. it takes you get there a lot quicker. There, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, when it comes to cider, I still classify that as something that I would drink down a pub that's easy drinking and you can still drink a decent quantity of. So I kind of brand. Yeah, and like I say, it's something we drink a lot of during summer. It's something I would say over the past like month that I've been drinking a lot of. I think I mentioned it in the previous podcast. I said like I've actually been drinking a lot more cider, and so it's just one of those where I thought you know it'd be interesting to know some of our listeners what they think of it. What triggered the change? Huh? What triggered the change? Um, to be fair, it's some. (laughs) I know what you're getting at. (laughs) That's not fair. Um, but it is something that happens around the same time every yeah. year for me, if I'm honest. Like, it's around kind of the August time when I start drinking a bit of cider for a few months. Well, we Just for a bit of variety as well, because actually, like, I do like beer, but when you're drinking the same kind of beers over and over again, it is kind of that palate cleanser where it actually just feels a bit more unique. And in the same way that there are certain beers that I drink for maybe a three-month period as, like, my main beer, and I kind of cycle and get bored of them... It is that same kind of variety. But we have mentioned it previously where you've said, like, you know, actually during the winter months, I prefer like darker, more like dual males, during the summer, lighter, more refreshing. So it makes perfect sense. Yeah, exactly. Well, considering we've been rattling on, we haven't even mentioned what we're about to start off with. So the. Oh, I see uh, what you did there. Rattling on. I see what you did there, Chris. That That was was, was very clever. What is the first cider? (laughs) The pun was not intended there. Uh, (laughs) So the first cider we're drinking is called Rattler Original. So uh, it's Healy Cider, so it's Cornish Cloudy Cider. Uh, it's six percent. Um, there was quite a bit of debate about which one we're having, yeah, yeah. Um, and obviously, in the interest of democracy, we had a test against this and the what, other favourites. S- so there were six people involved in this test yes. between Rattler and the other option was Thatcher's Haze. Yeah, uh, I think five people picked Haze and Chris picked Rattler. So, yeah. so in the interest, interest of, of fairness, fairness and this being a dictatorship. <laughs> Rattler it is. Yep. So I drink lots of Rattler. I think it's a fantastic... Because you're an alcoholic. Yeah, lots and lots of I can't of afford to be an alcoholic the way we go. Oh, fair um, <laughs> problem is, the more you drink as well, you build up a tolerance, it gets a lot harder, right? Yeah, oh. yeah so Rattler, I think it's one of those ones that actually... I enjoy Thatcher's Haze, and you know, yeah. me and you discovered it at the same point, didn't we? Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's a fantastic drink. The one thing I will say about, for me personally, of Rattler versus Haze... Although haze is a really nice drink, there's only I can only handle so much because of the sheer sweetness. Yeah. Because Rattler's along the same sort of lines and it's got a similar type of flavour, but it's not as sweet and actually having that extra bit of bite from the extra alcohol content. Yeah. For me, I think it's a more balanced cider, personally. To be fair, it was weird because I think when we did the taste test, it's the first time I properly ever had haze and Rattler at almost time, at the same yeah. time straight after each other. I think I agree. Like, um, It is one of those where it just... Rattler was a little bit sharper and like you say the alcohol content you could really tell the difference like the sweetness for me I, I could definitely taste Haze was sweeter uh, my dad was the only person who thought it wasn't sweeter I don't know what was going on with him that day but it definitely I don't think he knows if I'm honest no but it, um, it was definitely sweeter but I think it was one of those where I think Rattler as well is I think easier to find up north as well because when we think about you know we like to do a try and test that's more available to everybody yeah. as well in that sense like some of the others that were going are a little bit more unique um, and I think actually this is the one where I think a lot of people have heard of Rattler 
maybe less people have heard of Thatcher's Hayes. I think it is a big enough brand, though. But I think it depends down where you south, are. it's it's quite big, but I don't know. Having not really spent much time in the north for legal reasons, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm banned there. Uh, <laughs> it is one of those where we just don't know in terms of brand, but actually I thought Rattler... Yeah, because well, this I is think, where so. we was a bit different because you thought Rattler was more a bigger brand, but I actually classed Thatcher's as a bigger brand. I think yeah. it, probably because I've got connections to Somerset as well, so it's one yeah. that I see more regularly. So it depends, I suppose, where you go to which one you see yeah. more often. So, uh, yeah, uh, Rattler, I've already had a bit of a swig. Like we said previously, you can, it's not an overpowering scent, it's not an overpowering flavour, it's a smooth very subtle uh, cider yeah. there's no real harshness to it there's it's, I, I think it's a well balanced cider yeah, and, and you can't taste the 6% which is I, I should say the, the other thing to say if you know maybe there are a lot of people here who don't drink much cider this is an apple cider so this is kind of your classic yes. apple cloudy <laughs> cider um, I think other ones we could have probably picked things like Old Rosie as well uh, and things like that as well so I'm not a massive fan think, of Old Rosie I'm I don't know it's one of those for me where I do like it Occasionally, it's not it's not one of my go tos. To be fair, mm. odd occasion, um, yeah, yeah, like maybe some like you know uh, summer barbecue, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't mind having a bit of a try then. But if it was a choice of actually going to go and grab one, I wouldn't choose one. Actually, it's fair. One of my favourite cloudy ciders is there's one in Weatherspoons, which I think is actually quite universally available in Weatherspoons in the UK. Just clarify, we're Black. not sponsored by Weatherspoons, despite uh, the fact the amount of times that James actually speaks about it. Come I on. do, yeah. Obviously, you can tell where I drink. A cheap place where you can get <laughs> very cheap alcohol. Uh, they do one called Black Dragon, which is actually a really nice cider, and it's quite it's quite sharp, very strong. I think it's above 6% or something like that, um, and it's just a really nice cider. Um, the majority like, of general ciders will be somewhere between like 55 and 8%. Yeah. as a general rule um, the vintages go a little bit stronger uh, but I yeah, think the I think, way in which they're balanced, so some of the ones some of the ones we've got are actually a little bit lower uh, to be fair or maybe maybe it's 4%, 4% maybe it's about 7% is right. the cut off then and then yeah. it goes to the vintage sort of level where mm. there's a couple of vintage ones that I absolutely love but as you drink it like it does not taste 8.2% because me and you had kind of this uh, kind of exodus didn't we with uh, cider for about four years ago where we actually went through a lot of yeah a lot of cider. Um, we discovered Thatcher's Haze, I think, in a pub, or wasn't it, or something? Well, you discovered yeah, it in draft, wasn't it? The it was the anchor, in, the anchor, uh, yeah. Cornsall, which is a um, always a highly rated camera pub based just north of Kidderminster. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. Pint and a cob, can't beat it. But yeah. Yeah. That was where we kind of started and, off. and we kind of went through loads. We 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 went and basically bought one of every type of cider we could possibly get our hands on, and just went through trying different ones and just seeing which types of cider we had. Um, and yeah. to be fair, I mean, in terms, of, if you want a consistent cider, you can't go much wrong from Rattler. To be fair, no. like it is one of those where, you know, I would say from having a few different mm-hmm. ciders as well. Sometimes, like it can taste different the way the sediment works. You know, the longer they have, sometimes the shelf life on them, that does make a big difference with cider in terms of the taste. The longer you kind of leave it on the shelf and stuff like that. Whereas yeah. Rattler tends to have one of the most consistent. Yeah, it is a consistent like, flavour, definitely. Uh, yeah, so that's Rattler. So. There's not a lot to say about it. It is there is a sweetness to it. There is a sharpness to it because of the uh, the alcohol content. But need, no, there's no overpowering flavour. It's just a simple, smooth, easy going yeah. cider. Uh, yeah. So that's that. Now I've been on my travels, James. I had to get me. passport out. Went north of the border. Do you have to use a passport? Yeah. Do you actually? Of course not. You use. <laughs> oh, it's so annoying. Like, I try and play into it, but the problem is you make me look like an idiot. But I'm, that's, I'm on purpose. Uh, that is the sole reason why we decided to start the podcast. It's just the look in your eyes as you know you're doing it. On, I know, I know, but it's just annoying. But um, so I saw, I saw on Instagram uh, the wedding looked really nice with some beautiful pictures. Yeah. Um, but one surprisingly, things, weather glorious. Scotland. Yeah. It was, genuinely, it's actually really nice. Sorry, Scotland had good weather. Yeah. Um, um, but now the pictures were absolutely stunning. And like um, where we were, it was. Um, place called the noon okay so it was right near it wasn't a lock it was basically the sea but it was really calm because the way it was kind of pending i don't know what they're i'm sure they'll have some there, there's a technical river yeah term. If, if you if you like rivers <laughs> that's nice there you go. yeah it was absolutely beautiful um you know the lads at Hauntern like really helped us out with giving them something special as well uh the one thing i will say about scotland my god the flies really oh yeah Literally, they looked at me and went, huh, 
Oi up lads, there's a fat kebab coming. And literally ate me to death. There's, so, there's a battered black country guy. Let's go after him. Yeah. It's a bit battered and bruised, but let's feast. But yeah, um yeah, so the lads at uh, Holton Turner, basically they the friends that we had got let down by their um wedding venue. Yeah. So we were trying to do something special and I so I was speaking to Dan at Holton Turner and yeah, they hooked us up a you know, a machine and a yeah. keg of draft beer, so at least they could have something special on their special day. And where you went down the tree, I will say, I, I saw the machine. I was very <clears> jealous <throat> not to have tried it, if I'm honest, because it oh, looked it's... insane. I think Kev has one, uh, had one for a bit as well, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Um, and so I've seen it a few times and been like, you know, wow, that would be amazing to have, kind of, because some of the Holton Turner ones we had. Uh, you was it Beverly Hills Hop that yeah. you took down with you, which we've done on the podcast. Well, really nice beer. Uh, so I was very jealous that you kind of almost had that on draft. Oh, it was yeah, exactly. Absolutely like, stunning. Um, and to be honest, like, the machine actually really clever. Because yeah. the, the thing is, you kind of see, you read reviews so, about these machines online, yeah, and so the thing is, you get a very mixed thing about certain parts say yeah. they're good for this part, but not good for others. I think if you had a proper setup, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. But actually, pouring it, it cooled it down enough so, so it wasn't that So for me, in terms of ease of use, I suppose we've talked about uh, the Southern Talks before on the podcast, how yeah. you both got one. Kind of what. Is it in comparison to that, just for people at home who might not have seen it? It's a big like, version of it. It's a big version of it. Okay. Yeah. So the keg okay. itself um, is what I call a key keg. So it works in the same type of principle as the top. So the beer is inside a bag inside the actual outer casing. Yeah. And it actually, as, as you drink it, it just gets smaller and smaller with no oxygen getting to it. So same type of principle how they work. Yeah. Uh, the machine itself, basically the beer just got pumped out and um, pumped through and then it the machine pumps air back into the key keg again just to keep the compression okay, up. Okay, yeah. So again, same yeah. as how the um, the sub works. And basically, as the beer's in the machine, it just cools it down. So yeah. it works really, really nicely. Uh, now, I know the Linda machines are in the region of about £500, so they're not a cheap gizmo to get. But yeah. Holton Turner were quite good. Like, they sort of say, like, you know, they've got really, really good rental rates. Yeah, because that, to... that's the thing where you can buy them, but you can also rent them. And I think when we looked at it, some of the rental prices actually were really good in terms of, I think we were tempted to maybe have some, a go at it. Like, they were literally, literally like... Holton Turner with the only decent rental price. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. um, I looked at renting the exact same machine for one day up in uh, Scotland, and the price was £86. Oh wow! Yeah, for one day, you're like, that's a lot of money uh, for a machine, and that's not just that's just that, a machine. That's like, just that's machine. Not that the machine that wasn't so, like, the beer. Yeah, yeah, and pretty, it wasn't even double that for the whole setup. Yeah. From and if you um, think how many to, cases of beer you can go just get for that money anyway, like you know, yeah, and the, yeah. the beer went down an absolute treat. There were like yeah. everybody loved it, so you know the. There no. wasn't any left, it was all good. I mean, we're not sponsored by Holton Turner. I think we just, like, I know Chris was incredibly grateful, as I'm sure were the couple and, and most of the, the people yeah. there. But um, I think, you know, I heard about it and thought, wow, just what, a, you know. Well, Holton Turner's, no. not only do they sort us out, they're really helpful. Them, like, And also, one thing we do like is their beers anyway. Yeah. So the fact yeah. he was actually taking the nice beer and I gave him something special was a, like, yeah. something nice. Because we talked um, about Beverly Hills Hop is up there with one of our top beers on the podcast. Like, yeah, we, we really liked it. Definitely. And we even tried it, I think, the day before you went uh, after we recorded yes, the last yeah. podcast. Like, and, you know, again, we loved it again. Like, it was just really nice. So Yeah, yeah. well, on draft, it's even smoother. Yeah. Even, yeah, even it's, it's even smoother. It's, it's a fantastic. This one, I'm really jealous. Like, I think to be fair, we said we we want to go over to the brewery anyway, um, and you know, go over to the tap room maybe, and then I can try it on draft. The tap room doesn't exist. Does it not? No. Oh, so uh, we'll exactly. have to have it in one of the local craft places. Okay. But yeah, you never know. With the popularity they're getting at the moment, yeah, yeah, I just, just hope to buy. I assume they did. To be fair, just by like popularity's sake, but no, uh, yeah. at the moment, uh, I don't think there's anything on the cards. But I'm sure if uh, things change they'll let us know yeah. but yeah we'll have to get to a local craft place and get a try yeah. so yeah, um, yeah I was actually really surprised by Scotland yeah. to be honest uh, went around Glasgow that was interesting <laughs> do you want to elaborate on that or nope. just interesting <laughs> just interesting yeah I'm, as you're well aware I'm not a city boy yeah I don't not. like cities in any yeah. way shape or form urban jungle is not for me I'm very much a country boy so I was around Glasgow I was like yeah it's another city I wasn't overly enamoured by it. Um, but yeah, Danoon was absolutely beautiful. Uh, yeah. it's, it's one of the things, it, don't get me wrong, the journey is grueling, especially with a, a young child in a car. Yeah. Because on the journey back, we did do it in one day, uh, mm. which... 
that is a lot of was long as well, isn't it? As well, <laughs> yeah. Right? yeah. Obviously, my child was going absolutely crazy. Yeah. But uh, and, and your and your son wasn't too happy either. Was yeah, he? pretty so, much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. She doesn't listen. She... <laughs> it's she's not far away. Well, that's true. <laughs> but yeah, uh, no, I actually it was actually a really, a really, really um, it was really interesting like weekend to be fair because I've never been to Scotland before. I've always yeah. one of the things that. In, on your tick list, you always want to go, which try yeah. and get the feasibility of actually physically getting there. So I've only ever been Edinburgh for like a weekend, and I went and did like the standard tourismy stuff, and did like yeah. a whiskey tasting and stuff. You know, very standard, standard Edinburgh yeah. stuff that you would do as kind of a tourist. I've never gone to kind of the rural Scotland, which is something I've always wanted to do because I think it's in similar similar ways to the kind of rural Ireland. It's quite a beautiful country. You like how I'm kind of winding back on some of the stuff I said about Ireland. Beautiful country. <laughs> um, and I just... Are just trying to rein influence on the attacks from your family? No, 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 no. I've always, I've always liked Ireland. Um, <laughs> I really wish I could remember the episode you went, like, randomly off on a tangent. Um, um, but yeah, I think, you know, it's quite a beautiful uh yeah. country for all that you know in the UK people say about Scottish in terms of stereotypes it is actually a beautiful country yeah, you know. I mean to be honest I'm, like I said I mean I'd like to go to Edinburgh just to go and see the Edinburgh Fringe because yeah. I'm a massive fan of comedy so I want to go and I would like to go and experience that yeah uh, and also possibly see my name on the side of one of the uh, breweries that's being built because my name is coming on one of them is uh, it? yeah and uh, yeah that's around, based around there but also I actually wouldn't mind travelling around some of the more rural stuff because yeah. it's the rural side of it I can see the appeal yeah especially yeah. as I was driving up from f- towards Glasgow when it was all like massive hills big trees and like proper felt like you yeah. were in the middle of nowhere was Glasgow really busy because like Covid and stuff or was like that's what I was curious about like social um, distancing was that being absurd not that we really talk about it but I I suppose I'm just curious the Scottish versus English perception of it. Was yeah, of it, yeah. Um, like I think because I know you went to a few, you went to at least one pub. I, I saw some yeah. Instagram pictures and stuff like that. Like was it a different experience or was it just very same? Well, we went to a couple here, of pubs, like, but the the social like, distancing was very much distancing was very much in place. Um, I feel in England it is more relaxed in the way we approach it. I'm not too sure if it's because of the time frames or whatever. Yeah, they seem very much more. Um, like focused on it but again when we went up it hadn't been that long since things had kind of been relaxed and open yeah. so again it makes sense that, it yeah. does seem like yeah. it's a case of like it's just a couple of weeks behind where we're at with which is what it tends to be if you look at when we relax measures they tend to wait a few weeks to relax measures and stuff like that like yeah, so they I've, seem to be definitely more on the side of caution a little bit which isn't necessarily a bad thing it's just you know it's, it's um, kind of weird here like wearing a mask and just being moving away from people walking around the shop is actually kind of come a bit more normal where it kind of it hadn't quite flowed yeah. there yet. if I'm honest I think it's one of those where and, and I think I speak for you know I speak for the entire country when I say yeah. this but um as, as a nation... I don't think you speak for yourself. Let as as a nation, and because I, I, I'm one of the people who get annoyed at this, as a nation, we don't have very good manners when we're in stores and stuff like that. A lot of people barge. And it is... It is people. It is very different in regions and stuff like that and different demographics. But I think... Old people. You always thought this when you came from... Because uh, you're originally from Dudley versus the... You know, in Birmingham, actually, you know, the, the way yeah. people are in stores is completely different. And actually, yeah. although people make fun of black country for their accent... Uh, and a who, bunch of who does that? I don't know. Well, some people can't understand you. I can think of at least one person in Derby who can't understand a single well, I mean, thing to be you fair, say. That's their problem. But you know, well, it's the closest to old English you'll ever get. Well, to be fair, you got right. She's what Derby, which is burn on track. They're both the same, right? So she, you know, that's just mm. yeah. Web fingers, six toes, yeah. Uh, I think so. I, oh, okay. Mm, yeah, let's not insult. <laughs> it's all right. You can't understand. It. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but it is one of those where actually Birmingham has really bad manners when it comes to stores yeah. and stuff. So what I'm thinking, I'm hoping with lockdown and stuff, that is actually some of this stays. And I know it won't, but I hope that it does because I think some of these changes of behaviour is a good thing, you know. And I think actually maybe people are being a bit, bit more cautious going forward. Who knows? I don't do very much. Yeah, I doubt it too. But right. <laughs> uh, oh, well, on the subject of Scotland, uh, the Peter Falk for this episode is a cider that was recommended to us by Abby in Glasgow. Yeah. Uh, Abby and Adam. Now, this one is called Thistley Cross. Now, this is 4.4%. Uh, now, this is, I would probably class that as probably a touch more on the white cider sort of style. Not okay. completely white cider, kind of a hi- hybrid in between whites and traditional cider. It is clear, it is sparkling. Now, a bit of a story about this. So, 
when this was recommended to me. Isn't <laughs> okay. It? Oh yeah, it's it's really popular in Scotland. Like you can get it in most places. All right, okay, cool. So well, what I'll do is I'll grab a, a bottle of it and on the way back. Because if you can grab it anywhere, not a problem. Yeah. I went to so many different shops. Not a single shop stopped it. Uh, I, I was like, she's had me on here. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like completely setting me up to fail. Uh, so this traditional Scottish cider, I got just south of Carlisle in England. Uh, so Really? <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, yeah. Wow. I think it is one of those where, though, sometimes you get a lot of these ciders that are quite popular and you see a lot in pubs, but when you go to, like, supermarkets or shops, sometimes you can't find them. And it is one of those weird quirks. Of oh, things. in shops, off-licenses, supermarkets. Yeah, yeah, no. Wow, um, yeah. So the... But you're just picking up your regular supplies for yourself, right? <laughs> <laughs> I did get some other gems that I'll come up later. Oh, okay. Um, Ooh, okay. Ooh. Yeah, so, this across, I'd never heard of it before. I doubt you've had I've either. never heard of it, no. Uh, so, in... 2008, an artist and a farmer joined forces in Dunbar to become Scotland's first cider maker. You'd think a bit something would have happened like that earlier than like 12 Scotland's years ago. Scotland's first cider maker. I know, yeah. That's um, either really good marketing in terms of like they've, they've managed to get away with saying it or yeah. it's complete rubbish. But yeah. uh, Real fruit, hand methods, plenty of ma- maturation, time, no idea. And a few happy accidents create this unmistakably delicious flavour for Thistry Cross Cider. Uh, our most popular cider, this is smooth, balanced and lightly sparkling with a clean apple finish. Satisfying and sessionable is the blurb for it. Now, I do like the label. It's like kind of like a... It's like a paper label, but it's kind of like a premium thing to it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so have you managed to... Oh, I went really black country. Have you? Have you? Have you managed to drink? <laughs> have you had a swig of the Thistly Cross yet? I have not. So, are we expecting it? Because I think we thought this would be potentially sharper than the. I think it's going to have a sharper like, taste, especially in comparison with the Rattler being a, quite a subtle flavour. Now, it's not as strong in the alcohol content being 4.4%, but it's a different style also, of Also, I mean, you know, again, for those who don't have as many kind of ciders or don't drink them, something like a cloudy cider like Rattler is, is a lot sweeter. Yeah, because it's a different style of apples that are used for the uh, cider process. Uh, Generally, the haze comes from actually having sediment in the cider, where this is more, I would say, a crisp, more refined one. It's probably similar colour to, um, like, Strongbow, but not... I doubt it will taste anything like it, because Strongbow doesn't taste like cider. No, um, that's really nice, yeah. Oh, okay. You do look really confused, mate. Yeah, I I think... (laughs) I don't, if I'm honest, what, what surprised me, it's so light-bodied. I was expecting it to pack a little bit more of a, a punch, I suppose. I kind of, I, for some reason, I was expecting, I think more because of the look of it, because it looks so premium, almost like a vintage cider uh, kind of thing, and I was I, expecting that. Well, it's like I said to you with the white cider thing, because yeah. it is very pale in colour, so with the white cider, um, traditionally, it's a bit more like... Apple juice. <laughs> that was like paint thinner, but... And I was saying, this is what... Yeah, so... Unless you go somewhere like the Cider House, where they brew their own. Um, oh, yeah. That's a white cider, but again, that's actually quite a smooth one because it's done properly rather than just throw a load of chemicals yeah. in just to get people drunk. So uh, it all, a lot of it depends on how much money they mm. put into the, the actual manufacturing process. generally depends on the quality of the product that you have come out. So, yeah, I'll actually have a swig of that. I actually think that's... Um, Surprisingly smooth. Now, I did have a sip of this when I was in Scotland. Which what condition conversation were you in? Oh, oh I was absolutely steaming. You are absolutely steaming? That's yeah, not actually, like you. You were drinking, Chris. I couldn't actually remember what it tasted like. All I knew was some sort of apple thing. Some um, sort of apple thing. Yeah. So. This is what Scottish people use to sober up. <laughs> yeah. It was, oh, it was... Uh, Every, it's everywhere. You can get it anywhere, Chris. It's <laughs> yeah, I, was, I was ropey. But yeah, um, um, that's actually really surprising. I think... I would say so. This thing, right? It's it, it's very light. It's you can definitely tell it's you know not as strong as the previous it's crisper. cider. Crisper. It's also drier as well. Yeah, yeah. It's got know. more of a drier edge to it rather yeah. than the sweetness. Which again, yeah. I would expect if I'm honest. Well, so. I think they said about the sessionable aspect of it. Yeah. I would actually give that a, an accurate representation. Yeah. You could quite easily sit there drinking that all day yeah. long. Yeah, definitely. Um, um, I mean, I'm sure your head would like it, it following. And day, again, but, because it is so light, it is kind of apple juice. You know, there's no real strength to it. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's a very. It's one of those. It's not overly sweet. That's what's nice about it as well. It actually, it's dangerous because you wouldn't realise how many you drank. Yeah, yeah, that's, definitely. That's yeah. the where the uh, 
which to be fair, I think when we tried the ciders all those years ago, we said this was our favourite category of cider. This is the one where you literally could just drink a whole two litre bottle of and not realise and just suddenly be like, oh, that's caught up with me. Like, it's mm, that you kind like, of don't thing. You're like, don't work after. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it's so. when you sit up. It's like, oh god, okay. Yeah, it's I'm when going. you go for the obligatory break of the seal, and uh, then you're like, those stairs seem like a mountain there. <laughs> breaking the seal. That, that's a conversation for another podcast. Well, uh, swiftly moving on. Yeah, James. So, uh, what have you been up to? Uh, I've not been up to much, to be fair. I will say this thing, right? Um, it is one of those where, you know, lockdowns kind of, kind of starting to be eased more and more yes. in different sets and stuff like that. You know, finally we can go back to normal. Um, in the UK, we have this thing called the Eat Out to Help Out scheme, uh, which is this kind of 50 cent discount you can get Mondays to Wednesdays up to a maximum of like 10 quid. I've used that a few times, not as much as I kind of wanted to, if I'm honest, because I think it's a really good scheme. I haven't used it once. Um, you haven't used it once? No. Nope. It, it's a weird thing. But to be fair, outside of that, I haven't really been doing much. No, it's, right, been, okay. it's been quite relaxed. You've not been to going to any pubs or anything like that? Um, no, not really. There was a, there's a few in like Derby, to be fair. Um, but it was it was quite interesting to go. Uh, so there's one that I went to called Joiner's Arms, right? Okay, never is, heard of it. Oh, it's, it's it's a nice pub kind of near Derby, and one of the kind oh, of really, oh, oh, nice pub and Derby in the same sentence. I know. Like. Well, I say Derby, but on, well, no, sorry, yeah, Dar- <laughs> Derby. Um, but it's one of those where I was I was talking to a few guys in there, and the standard the standard bar conversation came up about bar snacks. Which every every talks about, right? Oh, that's interesting. So, that's not my normal standing talking the pub. What do you talk on. about in pubs? Normally, what type of shit you've had that day? Oh, oh, really? Yeah. What would the answer to that be? Well, it depends on the day, doesn't it? That's the whole point. <laughs> Are we talking the Bristol scale or like? Do you <laughs> give an exact scale. number? Have you never heard the Bristol scale? No. Oh, there, there is something for people at home to search. <laughs> Should you? Don't recommend it on a work computer. Uh, uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, that's a so, <laughs> you might talk about that. I talk about snacks um, and kind of the standard thing of what bar snacks you have, and then okay. it comes into an argument about what is the best flavor crisp. And um, well, it no, because there's no heated. argument. There's only one flavor. Okay, what what is the best flavor crisp? Worcester sauce. You, you're crazy. You're crazy. I'm sorry. You're going to sit there with a straight face and tell me Worcester sauce. Genuinely, the best flavor. Oh, uh, you're like Clo- the people who very pick- closely followed by salt and vinegar. Okay, salt and vinegar is up there. Salt and vinegar is is yes, it's is second to Worcester sauce. Favorite. Worcester sauce. No, you're like one of those people who picks like tomato ketchup, Chris, and all well, that. No, because they're stupid. It's Worcester sauce. Worcester sauce is equally stupid. In no, my Worcester opinion. sauce I'm sorry. is the best. But flavor. they're like one of the flavors in the big variety pack that always get left and nobody. That's touches. the first one that goes in my house. No, <laughs> genuinely. Wow, is this a Dudley thing? Backcountry no, thing? What nice. is this? They're not nice. They're they not are. nice. When no. Dudley is in Worcestershire. I'm sorry, but... like cheese and onion, you can't be. The cheese and onion che- classic. Cheese and crap. Cheese and onion classic. No, cheese, no. I hate cheese and onion. Oh, see this, what, prawn cocktail? Prawn cocktail Prawn cocktail's good. Smoky bacon. Depends on the day. And also the make. I think the make makes mm. a big difference when it comes to smoky bacon. I used to I used to like Walker's barbecue, and then they swapped it to barbecue rib, and it's never been the same. Well, as you're well aware, I'm not a barbecue Yeah, man, you're not. So... Yeah, because you don't like barbecue sauce, do you? No, but... I like real barbecue sorry, sauce. Sorry, Worcester sauce, though. Yeah, what's the sauce? What's the sauce? I'm sorry, it's just boggling in my mind that you'd pick that. Also, bar snacks, I would include things like pork scratchings, which would be above. No, pork scratchings are like, like the standard go-to. Standard I would say go-to. scratchings are above crisps. Yeah, what Sahara nuts or KP nuts? What are you? What the, considering them allergic to nuts, I mean, they won't choose either. Though, oh, that is and true. You are aware of this. <laughs> I was hoping you like, um, when we were actually had the uh, production this. meeting before we started yeah. record, like recording. Yeah. I was like. At some point, he's going to realise I'm allergic to nuts. No, you know, no. considering he's known me for over eight years. Yeah, the thing is, I will say I've tried to kill you many a time by giving you nuts, haven't I? Like, I'm the kind of person you who failed. tries to buy you almond uh, croissants and stuff like that. Like, you know, uh, no. what type of person is almond rather than almond? Almond. 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 Well, we can keep saying it over and over the again. Gander, really you're wrong. <laughs> I'm right. That's the way it is. You know what? I'm happy to admit I'm, I'm wrong there. If you admit what the sauce is almond. good. Worcester sauce. Who picks Worcester sauce crisps? Someone with taste. Okay, this this because this is the thing I wanted to do. I wanted to put this challenge out there to people who listen. Okay, if anybody's got this far in the podcast, um, um, after the man of crap we spoke, probably not. Probably not. Um, but put it on onto social media questions. Say, I'm sorry, but but what what is your favorite favorite crisp? If anybody out there is thinking Worcester sauce. You can't even say it properly. Worcester sauce. Worcester, Worcester, Leave me alone. Leave me alone. See, now you put the no, pressure. No, you don't like it because no, you yeah. can't pronounce it. Now you put the pressure to it. God See, you may have that Ponzi boy accent, but you can't say anything properly. Ponzi boy accent? Fuck you. 
Oh, <laughs> James. Oh, no. Oh, that? no. We yeah. said one of the bad words. I did words. say one of the, At least I didn't say the B word. That's the worst word that, of them all. Oh, James. Oh, I'm very sorry. I'm not going to. If you are offended by uh, oh, the language, please call this helpline. Please email james at uh, beerandbands.com. And uh, yeah, direct. We've done so well not not using them as well. No, I still have. Well, maybe if you did personally attack me, my Pomsiax. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're surprised. That's literally all I ever do. It is all you ever do. To be fair, <laughs> but yeah. True, but Worcester sauce, like yeah, Worcester sauce is still yeah. the best. No, no. Where do you stand on olives? Uh, see, I don't like olives, so because it. Well, Again, you're wrong. I think the only olives I've liked is when we were in um, uh, Corfu. You got confused where it was. Then, yeah, yeah, I was a little bit. Yeah, for some reason you I was going to say Greece. I was going to say Cyprus, but I was like, no, Cyprus is where I want to go. But yeah, yeah Cyprus is amazing. Yeah. Uh, um, I think the olives there were really good, but I always, I think it's, I don't like um, unpitted olives. I think, but I like pitted olives. I think potentially. I, I, like, I don't like them when they've been pitted. Yeah. I my personal favorite olives are called Nocellara del Belize, okay. which is an Italian one. Okay. I like the green ones. I don't like the black ones. <laughs> you can't say that. <laughs> Wanna? I'd calamata oh. olives, which are the ones you traditionally get in Greece. I'm not a. Uh, I just how like so is it so is that like green olives? That is the type of olives. This is why you mean like so the, the, the actual type is like, the Nocellara del Belize. Hence why I said the name. I know. I just want you to keep saying the name a little bit. It's very unlikely to come up with these very. Why? Well, that was saying like this. You know, I'm quite cultured. I mean, you proved that you're not. Oh uh, yeah. Pr- <laughs> What's the sauce now? I hate you so much. I hate you so much. <laughs> I know, you even managed to like full on swear. I know, that's how much you got under my skin. Just I wonder if I can get it edited before we uh, uploaded. sauce. You still can't say it. That's <laughs> so, really yeah. irritated you, isn't it? It has, yeah. Um, so yeah, if people want to like uh, send us a message on Instagram or whatever and uh, tell us what their favourite crisp is, we can kind of compile it and, and actually do our own rankings and we can prove you wrong. You're on what, sorry? Rankings. Oh, just clarifying. Yeah, yeah. Rankings. <laughs> yeah, you can't speak properly, so I'm just clarifying. <laughs> hey, you're the one who keeps asking for deck picks, apparently. Like, you know. No, it's just million advert. Um, <laughs> million advert. I'm the one yeah. sending them. But if, uh, I, yeah, if anybody wants to send us a deck pick, uh, send hey, it to chris at beerandpants.com. My, my, my deck is massive. <laughs> oh, you just play with your centre on your deck, don't you? Like, <laughs> I do indeed. Um... <laughs> should we clarify that one or should we just no, leave it no just leave it like that <laughs> we'll bring it up in the later episode to clarify it that way uh, yeah so um, I would classify it as pork scratching has got to be um, top yeah top when it comes to drinking beer uh, when it comes to next one down depends on where we are yeah if we're in the UK drinking beer go crisp fruit if we're abroad olive root okay because again the reason why olives work with beer, it's salty, tangy, but it's like yeah. they're more accessible, obviously, yeah. abroad. So they still work with the beer because they kind of offset it with the taste. So again, they work quite well. Uh, anybody who buys pork crunch, you do have a oh, legal right in uh, England to punch them in the face. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I, I thought we were talking about bar snacks, not just rubbish that you throw away straight away. Like Why pork like, crunch exists for anything other than feeding your dog? Because no that's the other thing to mention with pork uh, like scratchings, right? Because pork scratchings plain, fine, but then you do get the random flavour yeah. scratchings, and I'm not a fan. To be fair, like you can get chili scratchings and stuff like that, and like different ones. I, I saw a lemon and herb scratchings, and I'm like, why, 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 why try and fix what I ain't broke? Okay. No, the other thing is that like, people just like to do it to be niche, and actually, it's just crap. It is really bad. Exactly, so, so I've tried different flavour scratchings; um, they just don't work. Because the other thing, right, is for me personally, depending on where you're out, like I, I'm a fan of like Walker's Chris or something like that, pretty standard Chris. Um, but then you now get a lot of uh, kind of poncier places that have kind of the kettles and Piperco Chris and stuff like that. Oh, is that where like the places the, where you fit in with the accent? Yeah, exactly. The the, the thing. But no, you get you get in quite a lot of uh, kind of like lower establishments and stuff like that. Um, that want to seem a little bit higher class by yeah. kind of increase, you know, that thicker crisp. I just don't think they taste as good, in my opinion. It depends on which one. I mean, personally, yeah. I have got a uh, penchant for uh, mature cheddar and chive uh, Tyrrells. 
Okay. Don't ask me why, but I can absolutely destroy a oh, whole family side. You're like ch- chicken time sensations, aren't you? Oh, well? yeah, yeah there you go. Not that you ever get sensations sensibly when you're out. No, not really. Um, um, there was a pub. Oh, the dude one actually. Did you ever try the jerk chicken ones? That were oh, amazing. Oh no, I didn't actually. Oh, oh uh, what well, we're saying, chili and lime, uh, Chris. Oh, okay. Chris. Yeah, the Ma- uh, Max Strong ones. The Max Strong. I think I've tried them ones. Oh, they're, they're they're some of the they're really good. Uh, but there was, a, there was a place in Cheltenham, a pub, um, where you could literally get tubs of Pringles for one pound behind the bar. That's so and one pound for a big tub of Pringles. That that is a good bar snack. Oh, so that, that is, that's, that's up there, um, right? Diverse. So, that's better than the supermarket. So. Well, it's it's about, and I think they were just basically buying them in bulk, selling them at supermarket prices because it was better than wherever he, he must have got them off the back of Laurie. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> it was it was one of those places, but um, nobody complained. As a student, it was it was the yeah. best bar snack you could possibly get. So like, it was amazing. Right. So the around the world for this episode is all the way from Italy. So this one is called Angioletti. Now, I oh, can you never say s- that in the accent again? Angioletti. Yeah, no, it's good. I like it. Yeah, so- you are getting more and more sophisticated the longer we do this podcast. <laughs> it's nothing to do with the podcast. It's just I like spend way too much time like trying to research languages that I'll never ever use. Um, <laughs> so, with but the- when you become an international spy. Well, oh, you're gonna have to kill me now, aren't you? Well, oh, you no. have to get a fitted suit. I mean, I have to buy a tent. So, Angioletti. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, this is an Italian cider. Now, I had never ever seen or tasted this ever before. Um, I did manage to pick it up in a supermarket. Basically, it instantly drew me because it looked like a bottle of wine. I was like, "That's a really weird shape for a bottle yeah. of wine." Uh, but actually, it's just the style that they've done which to be fair with the Italian thing they do like to do things of like they like to have a classic edge don't they yeah so yeah. Um, and I would say it's one of those because we, we talked about what we do for around the world and I think a lot of the foreign ciders that I've personally had tend to be kind of French ciders to be fair French um, Swedish like, Belgian that type yeah. of region yeah well Swedish more for the fruit ciders if I'm honest rather than kind of the plain ciders no, for actually, me personally but no, that's, um, that, that's the like, thing that that's the mass marketing that, that is the mass marketing here. but in terms of actually like when I when I get ciders that's Kind of really things though. Apples grow. Apples and pears grow quite well in cooler countries, so they, yeah. they, that's the reason why you tend to find that type yeah. of style of drink over there. Um, now this is six point eight percent. So this thing, I'm expecting this to taste a lot stronger. I'm expecting to taste that strength, but also almost be closer to that sparkling wine thing. It, had, a, it had that I kind think. of aura as I yeah. as I opened the bottle. Yeah, because it was like a wax covered top um, with a cap on it. As you popped it open, it did very much feel like that sound and that aroma of a wine. So yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. And if it's it is, along it is almost kind well. of that half wine bottle, kind of almost half champagne bottle, kind of aesthetic, yeah. isn't it? No, um, uh, this one is again similar kind of colour to the Thistley Cross. So again, quite a clean, crisp one. Now, obviously, there's a distinct alcohol increase in volume. So do you want to have a sugar that one? Kind of yeah. looks like there's anything yeah. else on there. Um, with the beauty of a lot of these ciders as well, though, because the way in which they're produced, they are suitable for uh, vegetarians and vegans as well. So, again, where we have to like kind of be a bit more careful about beer, with yeah. cider, it's generally... Mo- the majority of ciders will be both vegan and vegetarian-friendly. So, again, it opens up to a wider market. You're looking a bit confused. So, I think you can definitely tell it's a little bit stronger, but I honestly couldn't, I couldn't taste the 6.8% strength. That smells sweeter. Yeah, and that's thing. I think actually, I've all like it actually tastes a lot more appley, which I know is a terrible thing to say when you talk yeah, about really cider, does. than the thistle cross. Even though the thistle cross was four, four, four point four, four point four percent. So it's weird because actually you get a really more medium bodied, full bodied apple taste mm. to it. You definitely can tell the sparkling. It's it's less dry than the previous one. Agreed. Um, but at the same time, I can't tell the six point eight percent. I think that's even more dangerous in my it, opinion. Yeah, it's like, definitely got there's like, much more. It literally, like, it's just like a smack of apple in the face. Yeah, and that's thing. It's apple. almost like you. There's no increase of strength. It's just it's more like it's a stronger apple taste to it. But that isn't the strength coming through for me. It's more like, lively, like with the uh, carbonisation of it. Yeah, it tastes less carbony. It's really weird. No, for me personally, like, definitely at the start as well. I can taste more um, carbonation, I think, compared to the other one. I think the other one I thought was a lot smoother. I think, actually, I can taste a bit of the carbonation. The problem is, it quickly gets overpowered by the apple, which, as a full-bodied kind of cider, takes, like, ownership straight away of it. That, um, for me, is very dangerous. It is incredible. Like I say, you can't tell it's 6.8%. You could quite easily straw pedo one of them. Yeah. 
Um, even more so than the- for anybody who doesn't know what a straw pedo is, um, <laughs> ask your friends. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> or, or watch out for our Instagram live next week where Chris will be doing. <laughs> Well, to be fair, if someone doesn't know what a straw pedo is, they probably haven't got any friends really, other, let's face it. <laughs> wow, that's harsh. Well, that's the only reason why you do a straw pedo, so you can mock your friend after the throw up, after the dump. That's true, yeah. Um, yeah, that is absolutely beautiful. Um, really, I don't, I don't know what I was expecting from it, um, but it wasn't that. And I, it's, it is, there's a crispness cleanness to it, but it's so light for such a high. Alcoholic volume, and it was really strange. You know what? It's one of those. The more the more I'm having of it, it's almost like the aftertaste. You can kind of get a bit of the strength, almost as yeah. kind of an aftertaste thing. And that that's where maybe you can tell some of the alcoholic strength. But um, it's almost like I'd say the apple taste. It, rather than just saying, "Oh, it tastes more apple or something like that," it's it's closer in taste to a vintage. Sorry, yeah, I was literally about to say that. Oh. It's, got, um, it's lighter because it's a lighter style of cider. Yeah. It, there's yeah. a particular style of uh, cider genre where it is a lighter, crisper colour. Well, you do get that. It is a vintage flavour, but anybody who drinks vintage cider will know exactly what we mean. Yeah. Where it's just a bit more. It's like an intensity, but not really that intense. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's a yeah. it's a very strange thing to describe. Now in beers, it's a bit easier to try because of the complexity of what yeah. they do. With the cleanness of ciders, it's it it's a bit harder to identify, especially if someone never had one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's a really, really well balanced and really light tasting yeah. cider, which is very, very surprising. I've got to be honest. Yeah, I think we're both quite surprised by that because I think. If I'm honest, 6.8%, I thought we thought we'd be trying a vintage cider almost and it would be quite strong. Maybe a little bit more like sparkling wine, but I agree. Although I can taste carbonation, I was expecting it to be a lot more sparkling yeah. and it really isn't. Um, yeah, I think that's just, it's kind of throwing both of us. Yeah, completely. Like, um, right, so shall we have a slight touch on a bit of sport, James? Yeah, so I think we're only going to briefly mention the NFL, more because yes. I think it starts, um, well, I think most of the games start on the 3rd of September. I think there is the one game beforehand uh, on the 2nd, I think, the Thursday night, I think, yeah. uh, game. Um, but the thing is, I think the next episode, realistically, we'll probably talk about it a lot more. Yeah. Um, just because there's a lot of games there and there's a lot to talk about. And I think in terms Providing of how works. things are going to start, exactly. And this is why we don't want to put loads of time to it. And then in two weeks' time, something changes. And yeah, so it's all been but, abandoned. Yeah. Um, yeah, but to be fair, I think it's one of those where I've got my Game Pass lined up, Chris. Okay, uh, I've got my Game Pass lined up, and I am, I, yeah. I, I am. You didn't choose that, did you? Let's not talk about it. Um, but the fact is, I've got it, and I think I am probably going to watch most of the games. Um, oh, I'm gonna, I'm, done, hasn't it? yeah, exactly, and that's thing because it's Sunday night special. Of, exactly, week one, and I'm thinking we're going to do it, and it'll be quite good. Um, I think Packers and Seahawks start at the same time. I think Seahawks playing Falcons first. Oh, okay, um, so. That'd be interesting, I think. To be fair, that's a good one. I, I, to be fair, I think last year that was one of my favourite games to watch as well, um, more because of my fancy football team because I think I had Matt Ryan at the time. Oh yeah, we need to like, do fancy football as well. Exactly. Don't we? Some so people have actually mentioned uh, they would be happy in joining the fancy football. So because we'll, that is something we mentioned last time. And yeah, we'll fair, put some of that on so, social. See so anybody yeah. actually who else is actually interested in that. That's not a problem. No, because there's a few of the regulars we've got on there anyway, and then we'll, yeah. you know, we, there's always a few spots we've got open, so we can make it a little bit bigger. Yeah, we can always expand the league. So. That's not a problem. Um, but yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, so that's NFL, but I said we'll come on to that later, possibly the next episode. I think you should talk about NHL because my team, for some reason, are very absent from NHL recently. I don't know where they've Probably gone. Probably because they're crap. Oh, it's um, almost like they didn't even make playoffs. Yeah, so the uh, round one of the playoffs after the round robin is now fully underway. Uh, there's now two teams that have been eliminated. Yeah. Uh, one is actually just before we started recording. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's, who's the one just before we started recording? Uh, the one that was just record, uh, before we started recording that was eliminated is the Columbus Blue Jackets. Oh, breaking news. Yeah, so Tampa Bay Lightning uh, got yep. over the uh, disappointment of 2019. Yep. Which is good because I think... I'm very we, relieved about Yeah, no, I, I'm definitely <laughs> relieved about I think the important thing for me, my team's not in it, okay? So the only thing I care about is that Bruins lose, right? Of course. Um... That's all I care about. Yeah, that's all. And to be fair, I think Bolts, I've watched that much Bolts with you anyway, that I'm kind of half rooting for them. It sounds I'm like we've got a really weird fetish on the side of a DIY store. Uh, 
I do like honestly don't get me started on nuts though uh, it's all about that three mil um, <laughs> it's yours only three mil I've got, I've got a six mil mate but. I'll bet you have uh, um, yeah so like when it comes to that like, uh, obviously I'm heavily invested in Tampa Bay like as I've said yeah, previously yeah. Uh, the other team that have gone through are the Vegas Golden Knights yeah, which so, honestly were were one of my favourite teams to watch last year to see how quickly they kind of got, you know, as, as starting kind of as a new franchise and actually how quickly they got together the team dynamic and honestly they were just really really good to watch and honestly having seen some of the other teams for the first time like I was watching all the past NHL games during lockdown and seeing some of their first games of, of like a season and seeing how bad they were comparison like. Golden Knights were just insane and I think you know well I've got a friend who's a Golden Knights fan yeah. um, I'm a Tampa Bay Lightning fan now the dream is obviously we both get to the final and yeah. go head to head in which case my friend Alex has said she's moving in for the week yeah, um, fair enough just, <laughs> just to get through it all yeah um, but yeah so obviously with that point the to be fair it's been quite surprising so there's been a lot of surprising results so far now Tampa Bay and Vegas winning their series Probably one's the most predictable. Yeah. Um, but with all the others, like series, anything it's all to play for. Yeah. And some there's there's some really good teams that have been knocked out already. So it has been a really yeah. interesting. And we talked we so talked last time. There's been some really good games as well just yeah. to watch. And um, see that it's just it's good having sport back, right? And yeah. it's the same with baseball. We won't really like I've only watched a few extra baseball games since last time, but you know it's just really good just to watch well, it. Mets have actually found a actually found a way to hit the ball, so that's a good have start. They? Yeah, You're we've starting, actually won a couple of games as well. Like, nice, nice. Yeah, so that's uh, quite right. interesting. But yeah, uh, there's been still quite a lot of controversy. So we did mention very early on when we started the podcast yeah. about the um, Houston Astros. Yeah. Being um, found guilty of cheating the way to a World Series, and the backlash of that has definitely come through. There's a lot of pitches like throwing pitches, at the, throwing balls at the Astros players, and I think it's just going to keep on kicking off as yeah. the way it's going. But for spectator aspects, it makes it more entertaining. <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> and that's what matters, right? It's about the exactly. It's it's quite weird still not seeing live fans. I think one of the things I really liked, and we don't really talk about snooker on the kind of podcast for no, often. No, well, um, I thought we talked about it once, but, that's about it. Yeah, so, I mean, the fight we had the final, uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan won, um, that was really good. I didn't good. even know it had gone. And you're not, okay, Ronnie O'Sullivan won, and it was, it was honestly, it was really good to see Ronnie O'Sullivan kind of back in, in his mindset. He had a bit of a wobble uh, halfway through, but he kind of, last day, he clearly won, he kind of won like nine frames in a row, and was just very much. But I will have to bring it back to his statements. Danny made about up and coming players. He did, yeah. He said up and coming players weren't good. Uh, yeah. So the, yeah. Uh, in the interest of fairness, this is I can't actually like name any sources because we did come over quite a few different places. But I, he basically said that the um, the youth players coming up were so bad that he would have to lose an arm and a leg, and he would still be in the top fifty. Yeah. So the uh, thing is, a the thing is, Ronnie Solomon is very, very good. And yeah. the thing is, he's he is very cocky, but honestly, like his confidence is kind of given. Like he would, he would get top fifty. Yeah. Um, I think the way he was talking about it is, um, and he kind of clarified in a later interview where it's not just the up and coming talent; it's just comparison of even five years ago. It's just not the same level, and it's a different mindset. And to be fair, it's almost like one of the things he has a real kind of, like he looks at some of the younger players and it's like if they've got a drive and they really want to win and they've got that confidence and they've got self-assured, that's where he's got a lot of respect and time for. And he's like, he just looks at some of the new and upcoming players and they don't seem to have that drive. And he's like, that's what he was kind of pointing to. He he did he did very much not get that point across originally, I'm not no. going to lie. He seemed very much... And it, it it wasn't it's not good for a sport where you say all the new and upcoming players are shit and I'm really good, right? So well, the, the biggest problem is when it comes to snooker. When I was growing up, there was still quite a big emphasis on snooker halls, and it was still quite a high profile sport. You haven't got that same level yeah. of interest in it anymore. There is some like the Far East, yeah, but not over here. Well, so that, eventually, if, honest, yeah, it's is, if there's less people actually interested in a sport. Yeah. If there's less people interested in the sport, then how can you possibly get a good level of up-and-coming players yeah. to at least kind of develop it and move it forward? Do you know yeah. what I mean? I, I think what I'd say is actually some of those Far Eastern players, there are some really talented Chinese players that did get quite far, but got knocked out, if I'm honest, quite unluckily. They, they weren't like defeated massively. They were very close things where they lost maybe one frame or something. 
Um, and to say they're not talented players, they are definitely talented yeah, to be are. on that yeah. stage. Um, and I would say, although Rollo O'Sullivan did all this, he's still only world for number two. So, Which really? <laughs> yep, <laughs> even after winning that. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's, he's broken a lot of records, and I think, you know, he'll probably win more titles and actually come top again. But um, I don't know, it's just, it, it's, it was a bit weird seeing him say that, because actually outside of that, I think he like he was back on form, which is really weird to say with Ronnie O'Sullivan, because he gets in a mindset sometimes, and he's his own worst enemy. Like, if Ronnie yeah. O'Sullivan loses... It's not normally because the player's better. It's normally that he's lost. It. He's lost it. He's lost. He loses his concentration, his doesn't he? Yeah, and he, he loses winds himself yeah. up. Yeah, so. and that's thing. And it's things like when he hits the like snooker uh, cue on the table and stuff like that and he gets really annoyed and gets really angry. And that's when he just completely loses. Yeah, his frustration it. takes over. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that was just really good. I thought mention it for a change because um, mm-hmm. they did actually have live audience. Um, oh yeah, because it was a trial, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and it was one of the first because actually that's another thing Ronnie o, uh, Ronnie O'Sullivan complained about because he's like he thought they were being treated like guinea pigs <laughs> because of the thing. I would say they didn't have loads. There was spacing between the players, uh, the Crucible the players. Uh, sorry, the audience member. <laughs> there was definitely spacing between the players. Well, you'd hope uh, so. Yeah, because they don't they don't go up to the table at the same time. Mm, no groin did involved. No? Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes, but that's, oh, okay. that's off, the off that's stage. the after show. Right, right? Okay, cool. um, but yeah, there was, so there was space in between the various audience members and stuff like that. There was obviously a group size limit as well, so not kind of let large groups in. Um, and it was it was kind of it was good to see a little bit, and you got you got that live audience reaction, which is just being missed for so long. I think, um, and you know, because snooker is sub high octane, that it's quite good to have a little bit of audience reaction when there is a good shot and stuff like that. Like if I'm honest, outside of somebody clapping or awestruck. I think a, a bystander might not know anything's happened. Yeah. So it, it's uh, it's quite important for a sport where there isn't much going on outside of respecting the skill of a shot and stuff yeah. like that. So. Well, on the flip side of that, uh, one thing that did start back this weekend as well is Premiership Rugby. Mm-hmm. So completely different scale. Yeah. Um, to be fair, that was quite good. Uh, yes, it was all behind closed doors as well, but I think actually... Because that layoff as well, and also because it's a continuation of the season that was stopped. Yeah. But actually, all the teams have been updated with new contracts and stuff. Because obviously, a lot of the teams have yeah. been uh, affected by uh, the current situation. So yeah. there's not as much money going around. So some people have had to rejig contracts as a result of that. Some players have gone, no, I'm not prepared yeah. to take a pay cut and left and gone elsewhere. Um, I'm a Leicester Tigers fan, and actually, I mean, we've been utterly horrendous for years um, just like mismanagement and putting money in the wrong places now I watched the Exeter Tigers game yep. uh, and actually ironically enough ha- us having less money and causing us to actually think outside the box rather than just throwing money at the problem we're actually looking at a far better position actually look like a decent yeah. team for once you're like ah it's been three years but yeah. welcome so back so you realise money isn't the problem it's actually your skill and strategy sometimes well like, actually the money like, for me I, it's the same problem where it, the reason why I fell out of love with football is because everybody's idea of solving the problem was throwing money at it yeah they're trying actually this has kind of given them a big slap in the face again actually money isn't what you need what you need is key players players who actually want to work and players that have actually got the drive to actually succeed and that's what's most important and to be fair that's really what football needs as well because they've got so many you've got key players that are like being paid like what is it 600 grand a week yeah to sit on a bench and you're like in what world is that rational yeah do you know what I mean but when it comes to football, it's got to that stage where it's so ingrained in it, there's no way on earth it's going to change. With rugby, because it was moving in that direction, but hopefully that's kind of snapped that and will bring it back down because they're lowering the yeah. uh, salary cap okay. uh, for the next season because of the impact of what's happening, trying to bring things a bit closer. Hopefully, it'll actually work quite yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I mean, how's the kind of Saracens impacted it? Because that was something we talked about. Is it okay? I mean, they've, they've just bought signed loads of people to contracts, and they didn't do one yeah. championship season where uh, they're going to absolutely walk it because you've got international class players playing in the championship level, and they'll back up the following season just doing back to yeah. what they did previously. But yeah, I think it's a more sore point, so we won't it was something we talked it. about before because the Saracens being regulated basically meant that regulated is that like relegated? <sighs> yes, thank you. I'm go- for some reason it's getting to me you make up an accent I don't know why today of all days that's not your accent that's your pronunciation yeah you do it all the time and I don't know why I'm letting it get to me today <laughs> um, but it's something we talked about in the past um, in relation to kind of 
you know, teams going down, whereas because Saracens had already been in that position that people yeah. were going. And so, well, I you know, potentially more... they weren't going for the same plays that they would have gone for because they were already safe, right? Well, so, actually, I thought you know, that they would uh, lose more of their star players than what they have. Yeah. So, obviously, what the owner has done is throw money at the problem. <laughs> Yeah. Which is the reason why they're in this trouble in the first place. But they're throwing more money at the problem, they're keeping their players, and it's going to be business as normal from in 12 months' time. Okay. But hey, we'll deal with that problem when it comes along. Okay. So, uh, the wild card for this episode is the only one that isn't just a complete apple cider. Now, the reason why we picked this one as the wild card is because there was no way on earth we would bought it normally. So, it's Brothers Cider, uh, and this is Palmer Violet. Now... Oh, that is very Oh, purple. that is very purple, isn't it? Yeah, so um, it's one of those where we we wanted... Originally, I think we are going to try and do a fruit cider, and I think you saw this and thought, nope, that's got to be... Well, I think we can always do um, a fruit cider episode later on that you have sort of different styles of yeah, fruit and yeah. different uh, things. Probably not for a while now, if I'm honest, um, because we've done quite a few specials and a couple of different ones, so yeah. I kind of want to bring it back like to said, our normality. The thing is, it's a, it's a summer thing. Maybe next summer we'll, we'll come back to it. Or spring. Yeah, we'll spring or spring there's like plenty of options um, for it. But um, to be fair, there were, there were other fruit ciders we could have potentially gone for. We went for this more because I think it was one we hadn't tried. It's one we haven't so. tried and one we wouldn't necessarily buy no. unless it no. was for a reason. No. Now, Things you're not we... a fan of Palmer Violets. No. You are a fan of cider, not a fan of palm violets. Now, I'm a fan of palm violets. I am a fan of cider. I genuinely don't expect this to taste well. No, it's one of those things like palm violets are one of those sweets in the pack that always get left. I love me. palm violets. I think like, you hate palm violets. Um, I think it's the floral taste, the floral flowery taste that I just don't like a bit. If I'm yeah, honest, like, I'm a refresher man or something like that. Yeah, I like refreshers as well. Things, but, but like, with the, uh, <laughs> I'm not saying you have to like one or the other. I'm just, on. okay. Oh. Rainy back. Okay. What refreshers? There's two. Huh? There's two different types of refresher. Which one are you thinking of? Oh, God. Like, you're talking about... Are you, are you a fan so of the proper refreshers? My ones like... are proper ones, which I class as the lemon chew with the sherbet in the middle. Yeah, that's the proper refresher. And I, I like those refreshers even more. I meant the refreshers are the small sweets are they, as I know well, you meant the, uh, the which, fizzy sweets. Which... Barrett's, ten... is it? Yeah, yeah, which sometimes you get... Our American listeners are going to go, yeah. what the hell are I you doing about? <laughs> and that's thing. But palm violets are a sweet over here that comes sometimes with refreshers in the same packet and stuff like that. And what are the other smaller candy sweets that you get as well? The the other small smaller ones that are like palm violets but multicoloured? I can't remember. Lovats? No. They're the ones that come with palm violets. So, yeah, no, they come... some, But I've had refreshers fizzers. in them ones. Uh, fizzers. Fizzers yeah. are the other one. Fizzers. Which yeah. are kind of a small say, small size kind of palm violet... Um, to be fair, though, when I fun. was younger, there was a lot more floral style sweets. Yeah. So I used to get these little um, gummy drops, and also these very small cherry lips, and they were really hard. Oh, cherry lips! Yeah. And, but yeah. they were like really, they had a floral note to them yeah. as well. So that type of thing, it was like kind of normal when I was growing up. Yeah. So. I would talk, I liked, why was it like Barrett's them. cherry drops? I used to like when I was like oh, that, cherry like, drops. Are amazing. And I haven't had cherry drops for so long, but I used to really like cherry, cherry drops. Cherry drops are amazing. And, yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say in, I think you're right. Colour wise, that is exactly what I thought of palm or violet. <laughs> it's a bit like like some sort of like random concoction you find inside like a witch's cauldron or something. Things, it's not like a deep purple because it, it's still quite light bodied, so it's kind of that purple haze. Don't know why when you said deep purple, like smell kind of water started playing in my head. Really? Um, yeah. So I yeah. mean, it smells of palm. <laughs> it smells amazing. Um, whether it tastes amazing is a different story, but I'll let you go so first. So this thing, right, so Brothers have some really good ciders that I, I'm a massive fan of. They do a rhubarb and custard, which I actually Which like. was confusing. Yeah, because we, like, we tried a few of these. It was a bit yeah. like a, it was a rhubarb and custard pie um, in a cider, which was There was random. toffee apple, which was just so didn't, sweet. I didn't like that one. It was yeah. massively oversweet yeah. and just didn't, for me, didn't actually have any benefit whatsoever. But I'm um, actually imagining, they do tend to do these kind of style of ciders quite well in terms of if you like that flavour you can taste it like the rhubarb custard was weird because you could taste custard well you're going on I'm going to drink there you go well, that's what I was kind of thought you would do to start with but you know what do you think of it like, you're going to like it or hate it, it, it it's like a very subtle palmer violet taste oh okay it's not actually as palmer violet as I would probably like I would probably hope for a bit more palmer violet. I wasn't expecting you I to go down that route. I think they've yeah. toned it down a bit too much. I think you'll like that more than what you think. Okay. Um, it is a very sweet cider. There's not a lot of overall um, like sharpness to it or anything like that. It is 4%, so you wouldn't really expect that. 
But you see yeah, what I mean? Yeah, no, I, I definitely... Do, yeah, I mean, considering it's, how much it smells of palmer, and it has a very strong palmer violet It's a very smell, subtle palmer violet um, taste. Yeah, the taste isn't there. I mean, the part of the taste that is there is a little bit of hint of floral, yeah, which, if I'm it. honest, isn't so overpowering that it's too bad. Because I was no. expecting it to be really floral and me not to, to like it. And, yeah, that's... It's weird. It's like a weird pop. Like it's what I yeah. imagine. You know, like you have cheap cherry aid, which I'm a massive fan of. I imagine it's what this Do you would be. When you used to get palmer violet, pop, like uh, cartons of pop with the little straws that used to poke yes. in the top. Yeah, and yeah, they, yeah. they used to get some like proper random flavors that made no it, sense. It's, it's one of them. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, it, it kind of yeah. lacks. It lacks I a bit of empathy. But even colour wise, it could be one of those. Yeah, you know what you... I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah, if you whacked it one of them in like a clear sort of yeah. plastic container, you'd be like, oh, yeah, it's a kid's pop, it's fine. Mm. Um, but that's the only thing to say, actually, it doesn't taste very strong, right? Because it's what, 4%? It lacks a bit of everything, like, if I'm honest. It's very It lacks warm. a bit of part of the no. it lacks a bit of bite. There's no aftertaste to it, really. There's no real no. Kind of strong aftertaste. Because the floral thing, it does taste, yeah, tastes very Yeah, it, I, I think right. it needs a bit more palm of violet myself. Um, that's really surprising. I, for no, some so reason, I was expecting it to be overpowering. I, like, I, I think you liked it, it more than what you thought, and I'm not liking it as much as I hoped. I think, yeah, because you wanted it to be Palmer Violet, right? Yeah. And that's the kind of thing. I think the fact that it's undertoned for me makes it far more drinkable. I think if it was more, I would hate it. But at the same time, although I could, it's drinkable, there is really anything I like about it. It's very nothing-y. Mm, nondescript. Like, yeah. To me, I mean, if, if you're not, <laughs> if you don't, like cider, it, it just tastes like slightly floral water. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm honest. Cheap pop. Like yeah, cheap pop. squash. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's very peculiar. Maybe that's come, maybe after because we had the stronger cider beforehand, that could be a knock on effect of that as well. We have mentioned that type Potentially, of but then to be fair, the more I drink of it, normally that starts building back up and this doesn't yeah. seem to be gaining any extra no, strength at all. It just stays very, very subtle. So, you know what? I think it's come to that part of the episode, right, where we, we talk about rankings. Yep. And I'm going to let you go first. Right? Mm, so, right, okay. Well, in last place, Palmer Violet. Surprising that. I, I really thought, I really... <laughs> I was hoping for so much yeah. more. I think, it again, a bit more Palmer Violet, a little bit more strength would really lend that well. It just... Yeah. There's... There's just not enough there to keep my interest in. I was already. I'm worried you're going to go the same route as me as well in terms of rankings. So, uh, yeah, I'm, to be honest, I'm. I am really struggling between two. Um, oh, I'm gonna go with the. Uh, oh, he's very torn. He's not sure. He's not sure. It's it's very close between two for second and third. So, in third place, I'm going to go for... Okay, I feel like me and you aren't going for the same rankings then immediately. I've already figured this out. Um, I'm going to go for Angioletti. Okay, you didn't go with the Italian accent that time when you said it, but... Angioletti. Angioletti. Further thing of... Basically more sessionable. Okay. Although the Angioletti is a beautiful cider, uh, yeah. it's a really, really nice cider. I think the subtlety of the Thistley Cross, I think I could have more of an all-day session on. Yeah. Whereas about two hours in with the Angioletti, you wouldn't be able to walk and then you'll probably end up like falling off the decking and breaking your teeth. Yeah. So that's kind okay. of, okay. <laughs> that's probably swayed it. Don't get me wrong, the Angioletti is a beautiful uh, cider and I will be having more of that. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Okay. The Thistley Cross, I think, because I wasn't expecting much from it as well. Mm. I was like, after when I tried it when I was completely drunk uh, and I thought it tasted awful that was after a skimful of um, Beverly Hills Hop so again taste buds slightly skewed okay. but yeah I think I'm going to have to go with the old classic uh, for number one the Rattler okay. which obviously uh, you're not going to agree with so. I'm not It's yeah so we, we have kind of gone different things I mean Last place for me, fourth place is is the Palm Violet Brothers. Um, yeah, I will say there are there are better brothers cider out there, and I would to be fair, I would tell people to go out and try some of the random flavors. You might not think you like rhubarb and custard or toffee apple or one of that the was, others, that one was probably like, the most surprising one for me. Toffee apple, yeah. I wasn't a fan. But to be fair, I mean most, I mean because we're not really about such fruit cider. A lot of the fruit ciders from some of the other places, like some of the cherry cider and stuff, that are really nice and like this can be just like pop, and it is yeah. it is quite good. Uh, so. I think the palm violet is last. Um, it, it's drinkable, but there isn't anything there, so it's 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 non-offensive. But there is yeah. also like like you say, it could have been stronger. Um, 
third place for me is the Thistley Cross. Okay. okay. So, for me personally, I think I'm kind of going based on session ability, but kind of what I, you know, if yeah. I'm honest, we're using the same argument, but for different outsets. I could have quite easily yeah. put the Angioletti and the Thistley Cross joints. Yeah. The yeah. only reason we don't is because we don't do that crap. Yeah. But there's, to be honest, there's so close between the I will top say, three I will say these, these, these top three, they're all really yeah. high siders. Um, but yeah, Thistley Cross, I think, is, is more because, for me personally, you can't tell as much of the strength, but also of all of them, I think, in terms of like some of the cider taste, it was one of the weakest, outs- you know, of the three, I'd say, in terms of flavour for me. Okay. You know, because the Angeletti was a bit more vintage in terms of flavour yeah. profile and stuff that, which I prefer, which is part of the reason then Rattler as well, similar, it, it there's more to it. The extra so, is that more bite, yeah. I exactly, so yeah. Thistley Cross is third. Second is Rattler. Okay. Okay. Um, and to be fair, I would say it's not like if we had Hayes, Hayes would suddenly not be second. I think Hayes or Rattler, whatever we had there would have been my second place. Yeah. I agree. It's a, it's a good tried and tested. It's one we've had quite a lot, and it's a style of cider that I think me and you really like. Mm. You know, um, in terms of a really nice tang to it, and and it's just a very consistent cider. Well, cloudy ciders are kind of having a resurgence at the moment, aren't they? Yeah. Because and yeah, the reason for that is because they're just really tasty. Yeah. And easy drinking. Yeah, and and Rattler is one of those where easy yeah. drinking. And again, we're definitely gonna have more of it going forward. I think for me, the Angioletti. No accent. Angioletti. Angioletti. <laughs> Um, is more because uh, the surprise of it, if I'm honest. So I was expecting quite like either a really vintage cider or kind of a sparkling cider, and the combination of the two, yeah, that is so pleasant and so drinkable. Like you say, yes, I would get very pissed very quickly on it, <laughs> but I kind of like that. And the flavour though is really good. And it's one of those where I know a few people who like cider. I need to get a bottle of it so they can try because it is that good. Yeah, it's one it of is, those where, of all good. of the ciders we've had, it's one that I'm like. Yeah, that's amazing. I need to get that. That is really good. And it's one of those I'd recommend. You don't go around recommending Rattler to a friend saying, oh, you need you to try... You don't go around what? Recommending Rattler to a said. friend. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, yeah. Behave yourself. No yeah. one's worried. <laughs> Leave me alone. No. Um, <laughs> but whereas I would recommend that because it is something like, you know, it's unique, it's... It's not something I've had before in terms of that. And it, it, yeah, it was really good. So definitely go try the Angioletti. 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 I've got to do the hand as well. <laughs> I know, just yeah. usually do that. It's the it's hand sh- movement. It's a shame we're not doing the YouTube yeah, version. Yeah, it's a shame, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, uh, that's our cider episode. So hopefully a bit of summer yeah. for the superbly summer weather we're getting at the moment. Yeah, but the thing is, I think we said we've done a lot of specials, so we're going to kind of go back to a normal, usual format. Normality will be resumed. Go back to beers, you know, the brewery takeover's done now. We've also done the cider episode, so there won't be a special for a while. I, I have tied us into one later on down the road, so we will be doing one then. But um, the fact is, we, we'll go back to our standard roots of beer, NFL... Um, and the standard kind of format well, next week. I well, think, there's so. a couple of other things we're going to bring uh, oh, yeah. on as well, yeah. uh, but there's much more of the traditional uh, old man beer versus modern day craft. I've got a couple of decent yeah. ones lined up, some uh, ones I haven't told you about as well. Ooh, so very uh, I'll fill you with that information afterwards. But yeah, thank you very much for listening, people. And yeah, we'll be back to boring old man talk later. Thank you.